Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Positive in Pro Wrestling. I'm your host Oliver Newman, author of A Fan's Perspective 2016, what a year to be a fan of WWE and A Fan's Perspective, One Man's Exploration of British Wrestling and I'm a member here of Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast and let's get on with the show. Basically for this week we have 205 Live NXT, Five Star Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, and Pro Wrestling Subjective. So I hope you enjoy the show, and as always, if you don't want to know the results to these shows, please turn off the podcast now. I want you to stick with me, of course, and also as well, I won't be covering Raw and SmackDown Live because I haven't watched either show. So yeah, let's get right to it. 205 Live has been fantastic since Rockstar Spud's taken over and in WWE goes by the name of Drake Maverick. Uh, he just gives that legitimacy to the Cruiserweight and 205 Live division and obviously being such a, a veteran in professional wrestling, 16 years to his name, he he just brings, he brings that to it. So um, anything he touches at the moment is turning to gold. And with this cruiserweight title tournament, which is in its second week, it's just getting better and better. With the the opening match was Kalisto against Lince Dorado, and I said last week that the shackles are off for the uh, 205 Live roster. And in this match, it's it's definitely abundantly clear. Dorado hasn't looked better uh, since he's debuted uh, back in the cruiserweight classic in 2016. And Kalisto is, you know, Kalisto is amazing, isn't he? And I really didn't know which way this match was going to go uh, for the longest time. And then, uh, you know, Kalisto picks up the win, but it was a really close fought thing. And the next match was uh, Roderick Strong from NXT, de- you know, debuting on a 205 Live against Hideo Itami, who has just been promoted from NXT. And this was, you know, a slower, more methodical match and absolutely perfect for me because I'm a fan of technical wrestling. So this was a technical wrestling fan's dream and I really enjoyed it. A long match, a long technical drawn out match, more about technique and submissions and strikes and and all, all that really, and it led to a, a really good good match, and um, I really enjoyed it. Once again, um, I guess I felt that Hideo Itami would win, and I was a little bit surprised that Roderick Strong was the, the victor in this match and going through to the next round, but that capped off a quality edition of 205 Live, and next week we're going to see Tony Nese against Drew Gulak uh, this, you know, in the next couple of days, sorry. And yeah, that's that'll be a, a really tremendous match to watch. Uh, Mavericks told them both to be serious, and uh, when they're serious, the the two of them could probably tear the house down. The other match announced for the cruiserweight title tournament is the debuting on Two Hundred Five Live, Mark Andrews versus Akira Tozawa, and that should be a really interesting match. Andrews being the high flyer, Akira Tozawa being known for his strikes and his, you know, his technique. So it'll be really interesting to see that match on this week's upcoming 205 Live. On to NXT, um, 
heavy machinery versus Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli was a fun match to, to you know kick off the show after Sanity and Undisputed Era came to blows and William Regal, uh, the NXT general manager William Regal, said that there's going to be a six-man tag, uh, tornado tag match at the end of the show. So that led into this this match. And um, it was strange because Moss and Sabatelli are a good, you know, good team. They're coming together, and then all of a sudden, there's um, dissension in the ranks, and then Moss walks away from Sabatelli in the end. So that was that was strange. But heavy machinery are fun to watch, and uh, Dozovic when he does the the worm, in, uh, he calls it the caterpillar. Uh, that's such a funny thing to to watch and it's highly entertaining so that was, that was pretty cool and then there was an electric segment between Johnny Gargano and uh, NXT champion Andrade Cien Almas with Zelina Vega and with, with Johnny Gargano was uh, Candice LeRae uh, Gargano for the first time since last June mentions Tommaso Ciampa and then he says he's going to put up his NXT career for another shot at Almas's NXT title. And, you know, based on the last three matches, uh, the fourth one is going to be outstanding, isn't it? We, we know that. So uh, I can't wait to watch that match. It should be fantastic. Um, next person I'd like to talk about just briefly is Bianca Belair. Um, she's just a, a star in the making. She has it, basically. It's she's like uh, you know the boss Sasha Banks in so many ways, and uh, it'd be interesting to see how she progresses up the up the ladder in NXT and then on the main roster in years to come. Um, yeah, one to look out for definitely for the future. And then NXT ended in the best way possible with an absolutely amazing six-man tornado tag match between Sanity and Undisputed Era. Which I'd, I'd say, you know, pause this podcast and go and watch this match on WWE Network now because it was fantastic. Really great way to end the show. Hi, this is Dave Mercy, owner of Pro Wrestling Chaos, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Uh, moving on to Five Star Wrestling from the Newcastle. From Newcastle, uh, the first match was Max Money, Adam Flex, Max Dead, and Charlie Sterling. Defeating the Phoenix, Jody Fleisch and Al Laguerre. This was a really good match to kick off the show. Um, they're really enjoyable. Max Dead and Sterling bring the characters, whilst Fleisch and Laguerre bring the speed, agility, ability and athleticism. And it m- meshed quite well in this match and I really enjoyed it. Um, I think Max Dead and Sterling were the right choices as to be the first ever five-star wrestling tag team champions, but... Fleisch and Laguerre could have it, it could have gone their way as well, so um, they'll be in the hunt, I'm sure, in the the shows to come, and I, I look forward to a rematch between these teams if it is to take place. Liverpool's number one Zach Gibson once again stole the show. He was fantastic uh, in his pre-match comments before his match with Rob Van Dam. And once again, his his character not caring about the Americans, or as he calls it, the Yanks, um, just being all about himself, is one of the most captivating characters in wrestling at this moment in time. And I really want Five Star Wrestling to get behind him and put him in the championship picture as soon as possible. Uh, he, he, He deserves it. His mic skills are amazing. 
his wrestling skills are top notch. So get him in the main event, wrestling for that title as soon as possible. The next person who really impressed me was Flash Morgan Webster, who hosted the Modcast, which was a, a really cool segment. And then he really impressed me, uh, his cruiserweight style, which I, I wasn't aware that he, he wrestled as. Um, and yeah, his, his cruiserweight style was, was fantastic in the match against Joey Axel. Uh, so, yeah, very impressive uh, performance by Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, the next person who who impressed me was uh, Rampage Brown. Um, just not necessarily because of the match, because it didn't take place really. But obviously attacking Moose and then uh, being involved in the Rey Mysterio Mark Haskins match as well. So that sets Rampage Brown up as... Uh, a man not to be messed with in five-star wrestling. And then um, probably my match of the night really was, and I'm surprised at this in a, in a really good way, uh, Chris Masters and Carlito, the Masters are cool, against Dave Mastiff and Big Grizzly, uh, Warbeard, as Greg L- the Truth Lambert uh, commented on uh, on commentary. This is a really, really good match. Uh you know, Mastiff and Grizzly were big powerhouses and Masters and Carlito have good characters and good wrestling skills. And I, I thought it meshed fantastically and I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, and then last but no means least, after, uh, you know, Jake Hager becomes the new five-star wrestling champion. Um, you know, Zach Gibson once again, uh, you know, he he challenges him to, to match for the title. Um, in in so many words, they were doing a stare down, but that's basically what was meant by it. So hopefully, that's when uh, Five Star Wrestling pulled the the trigger on uh, Zach Gibson, because the more that the Americans are in the spotlight, I think the more the British fans are going to be turned off by it, because uh, British wrestling is is up there now with the American wrestling and Japanese wrestling and Mexican wrestling and Canadian wrestling. So we, we can't be seen as second best anymore. And that's what I love about Zach Gibson's character. He's fighting it too for now. And it's uh, really amazing to see. The next show is uh, Impact Wrestling, which was on Five Spike on Friday night here in the UK. Uh, the first thing I want to mention is Sanjay Dutt on commentary. I thought that added good legitimacy to the commentary uh, position and to the overall product uh i lot, got a lot of time for sanjay Dutt and yeah uh, him speaking on a wrestler's behalf was um was entertaining i really enjoyed it uh, ove uh, setting their sights on bobby lashley i never saw that coming uh that was that was fantastic um and really gives the group a, another dimension if they're going after someone like Lashley to see who Lashley can partner with in the future or in a six-man tag or, or anything like that. It's going to be really interesting to see how that unfolds. Uh, Hania, the, the Huntress, debuting on, on Impact Wrestling was, was good to see. That's a name I've, I've known of for a short while. And it was good to see a debut on Impact Wrestling. Uh, Johnny Impact is the new number one contender. I'm kind of, I'm not sure about this in this situation. I, uh, you know, Impact's had his chance at the title. So is EC3. So is El Patron. And Moose hasn't. So um, I'm not sure about that decision, to be honest. I'd, I might have gone with Moose because 
He's a big man. He he looks the part. He talks the part. His wrestling skills are pretty you know pretty good as well. So I might have might have gone the other way on that one, but we'll see what happens really. And then last but no means least, when it comes to wrestling, I've watched this week. I was live at Pro Wrestling Subjective last night, and I was able to see the following. Harry Cruz really impressed me with his uh, strength and his ability in the ring. Uh, really impressive performance by the young man, and I, I told him as such. Usual suspects, uh, this n- new tag team that's just coming into the Midlands scene, um, really impressed as well. Uh, it, in a match against one of Europe's best tag teams, the Hunter Brothers, Lee and Jim, and then uh, joining with Chris Drew after he turns on El Talon and uh, yeah, and becomes the new manager, which I think that works for both parties really. It gives usual suspects the uh, you know the best mouthpiece in uh, pro wrestling's objective. And it gives Chris Drew, you know, another opportunity to add to his clientele. So, uh, yeah, fantastic work all around. Athena Fury is the new Pro Wrestling Subjective Women's Champion, and that's well-deserved. Congratulations to her. And this match uh, featured uh, a lady called Shax, I've been told, who's a mysterious woman, and she was basically um, just going around the ring and trying to distract both ladies, but more so Barbie Rogue. And she did that in the end, really, which led to Fury winning the title and the match. Uh, Chief Deputy Dunn, Damien Dunn, for those who aren't aware of his attack pro wrestling work, uh, took on TJ Sky. And at this time, this was match of the night, both men on their debuts in pro wrestling subjective, really impressed. This was a really good back and forth match. And uh, could have gone either way. And, yeah, really, really good debut match. And the, the finishing move of the springboard code breaker by Don uh, has to be seen to be believed. Uh, yeah, really good debut. Congratulations, guys. And then last but no means least, uh, the judge versus Jesse Jones for the Pro Wrestling Subjective Championship. Jones being the champion. You know, no DQ. Dudley Street fight was absolutely out of this world. It was brutal, but it was PG enough to not affect the kids and the families in the audience. So uh, congratulations to, to Pro Wrestling Subjective for, for that. And the, the match just went all over the place. The amount of different ways the, the steel chair was used to inflict punishment was outrageous um and then when it was coming to the end uh the disciple runs out to double team jesse jones uh with the judge and me and talk wrestling's tom baker was like this is gonna go one way and um and we we had the the judge was gonna pick up a win by nefarious means and then out of nowhere jesse jones delivers a German suplex on to steel chairs and then follows it up with like a rainmaker uh, lariat 
and out of nowhere he's he's retained the title in what was an absolute sensational match and i've got it down i've I've gone to a number of shows i think i haven't been to all of them but this has got to be the best match in pro wrestling subjectives history it was absolutely outstanding and uh yeah that's that's my week watching uh professional wrestling and bringing the positive to it so i hope you've enjoyed another show with me oliver newman author of a fan's perspective 2016 what a year to be a fan of wb and a fan's perspective one man's exploration of british wrestling and i'm a member here at broken but glorious wrestling podcast and be sure to check out the broken but glorious wrestling twitter at bbgw pod and we'll be back tomorrow not tomorrow night with a cruiserweight special I hope you've enjoyed this show and you join us tomorrow night. Thank you very much, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.